0: Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans and Jeff Shade, a show that simplifies the complexities of investments, taxes, retirement, and more, so you can discover how to better sustain yourself and your wealth for years to come. Brian is a CPA with 30 years experience and a financial advisor, which brings a unique perspective to the financial world. This show is brought to you by Madrona Financial and CPAs, home of the Rooted Wealth Plan. Want a retirement plan designed to last 30 plus years? Go to madronafinancial.com and click get started to see what the Rooted Wealth Plan can do for you. And now, here are your hosts, Brian Evans and Jeff Shade.
1: Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and CPAs. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear that. Certainly hope our listeners are doing well today. And as I start the beginning of every show by saying this, I'll say it again, If you miss any part of the show today, maybe you've got a run out and you can't hear it all, you can always catch us on the podcast. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Simply search Growing Your Wealth, Brian Evans. We have north of 300 shows there. There's bound to be one that applies to you. Well, here we are the third week of January, Brian, and of course, tax season is just around the corner. Should be with us here in probably a week or so. I read that the IRS is beginning to process returns probably in another week. So the CPAs at Madrona Financial and CPAs, of course, are quite busy this time of the year. Tax season really begins now and goes through not only April 15th, but this year it's going to be April 18th for the filing deadline. But it really goes far beyond that,
2: doesn't it, Brian? Yeah, yeah. The extended due dates, middle October. I don't know if it's 15, 16, you know, it depends on when the weekends fall and all that but middle of october but yeah it is kind of a year-round thing but a lot of our clients most of our clients i'd say that on the tax side here either are people that are a little more complex returns lots of different kinds of investments maybe they've done 1031 exchanges into the dollar statutory trust a lot of them own small businesses. So we'll do the S-Corp or the LLC returns on those. And, and that requires cleaning up their accounting, uh, essentially their, their QuickBooks and everything like that prior to year-end or just after year-end. They got year-end requirements for different things. We don't really start working on tax returns for a while, though, because the IRS has to come out with the forms based on right. the laws and all that. And then the tax program people where we buy the, the software from, they're working around the clock. Making the, the tax programs. Updated for the new tax forms and all of that. And then they send them to us. And so sometimes we have to wait a while, but that's fine because most of our clients, they probably aren't clients of ours if they can do their tax return by the 10th of January. That's, right. <laughs> you know, ours, ours are getting K1s and months and months down the road. They're getting, you know, their business returns have to be done first. They have more complex situations. So yeah, our, our standard clients, a little bit more complex and, and it takes a little bit longer to get that, that stuff in. But yeah, we'll be doing tax all the way through October. And our CPAs there, of course, are standing ready to
1: serve you. I mean, they do take some tax courses. They're refreshed every year on the new tax laws, aren't they?
2: Oh yeah, we're required to as CPAs, but we do anyway for all of our tax people, whether they're a CPA or not. We have them go to the ta- all the tax update courses. Boy, I've been to a lot of those <laughs> over the years, and every year, you know, it's and and you know, you go to one of these things. A the workbook is hundreds and hundreds of pages. Some of that's a refresh, but a lot of it's new. How does this work? A lot of tax law isn't just cut and dry. a lot of people don't know that. It's like, well, don't you just follow the code? Well, if that were the case, the code would be you know, hundred pages instead of thousands. And so there's tons of interpretation. And so a lot of our tax update course, I, I know, gosh, a good half of it seems like, all right, this case was decided in this way and that case in that way. And this is how they ruled on this, that and the other. And and it's really the cases and how they're ruled that determine, OK, well, that becomes law essentially for the more complex things. I mean, it's simple to do it. Take a W-2 and go, all right, I take this box and put it on that line of the tax return. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of the kind of the gray area of the tax code, which, by the way, is most of it. <laughs> <I> say, <laughs> yeah. There's some black and white stuff in there for sure. But the reason it's so long is because most of it is gray. Right. And there's different shades of gray. And so determining where you are on that spectrum, that gray spectrum, is really hard to do unless you know how courts decided on things and so forth. And that essentially, even though it's not Necessarily in the code, that kind of is what the guideline that the IRS is supposed to follow. They don't always do that either. And that's why sometimes you make a position, we will, and they'll come back and say, No, we don't like that. I'm like, Really? Well, uh, we're following precedent, and good luck trying to beat us because we have precedent in our court district or whatever. Sometimes what's interesting is there might be two tax courts, one on the East Coast and one in San Francisco, and one on the East Coast ruled one way, and San Francisco ruled another. Well, we're supposed to follow San Francisco, not the East Coast one. Right, right. And so we could, I could be a CPA here and there and we could disagree for good reason because we're supposed to follow different rules. So the tax code, interestingly enough, there's a lot of interpretation to it. And different CPAs, um, I I call them all Some are are, uh, very, very light gray and some work in the mid-gray spectrum. Some are kind of the dark gray spectrum, spectrum, meaning they're more of a client advocate than Mm an IRS advocate. But there's a lot of CPAs that are, gosh, I don't want to ever hear from the IRS. I'll I'll make sure we don't deduct anything that's questionable and we won't do anything that has any question whatsoever. I call them white or very light gray, you know. So there, mm-hmm. there's that, too. And you know I, I see these ads and the people spinning signs out there, you know, we'll give you the maximum refunds or we'll find every deduction or all that stuff that they, they say. And I'm like, well okay, everybody says that, but uh, I, I had an analogy. i like, well, I could tell you I'm in the medical field and I'll do the best heart surgery there is. Really? How long have you been doing this? Well, I'm a first-year uh, medical student. I've, I've been in school for three months now. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, okay, I hear you say those words that you will do a really good heart surgery for me. but I don't know. Maybe I'll go with the one with a little bit more experience <laughs> yeah. and training. Right. <laughs> so, you know, this isn't heart surgery, but uh, you get my point that, you know, there there are qualitative differences between CP. CPAs and, and tax preparers. Well, we started off the show
1: today, Brian, talking about taxes. I didn't intend that in the beginning, but it is that time of the year. You cannot ignore the fact that the tax man is coming. And as you've said before, Brian, uh, most CPAs just look in the rearview mirror, but a CPA who is also an advisor, as we have at Madrona Financial, also looks through the windshield to do effective tax planning. And that's what we're going to be talking about later on in the program, is how to minimize your taxes before retirement and in retirement. But I want to start off today by talking about 401. 401ks. A lot of people retiring and they have 401ks in their face with big question, Brian, and that is what to do with that 401k. You have a number of choices. The first question is, Brian, why wouldn't I want to just leave it right where it is?
2: Yeah, I did want to talk about this because a lot of people leave it where it is and they leave a job and they leave their 401k there because you know they don't know what to do and so it's easier just to leave it where it's at. The biggest problem I see with that, there's a lot of issues with that. But the biggest problem I see with that is the limited choices that you have. And what I mean by that is if you look at your 401k plan, you probably have roughly plus or minus 20 choices. And a lot of them overlap. You might have the Vanguard target 2020 and 2025 and 2030 and 2035, et cetera. You might have the large cap blend, the S&P 500. One well, of those are kind of the same. The global stock market, well, that's pretty much 80% the same. You might have various bond funds, and that's kind of it. And then you have might be a cash or stable value fund. And so you get you know mostly large cap stocks. You might have a small cap stock option, developed foreign emerging market and bonds. And that's it. And so if those are your choices, anybody with a 401k statement, uh, 2022 was sure uh, indicative of why that's not awesome. Because the stock market, the large cap, mid cap, small cap, U.S. developed foreign emerging markets and bond funds all dropped double digits. There was not a safe place amongst them. They all dropped double digits. The NASDAQ dropped closer to 25 to 30 percent. And so that's been a very popular fund for a lot of people, too. And so people are looking at their 401k statements going, huh, I worked 30 years to build this up and basically 20% of it just got taken away. And what's 20% of 30 years? Well, that would would be six years. I feel Mm -hmm. like I just lost six years. (laughs) So that's not a good feeling. And so there are many options available if you take that 401k plan. So there's two ways you can roll a 401k plan into an IRA and open up your options. In a minute, we'll talk about what those options are. There's two ways you can do that. If you've left a job, if you've terminated employment, you got laid off, you quit, you change jobs, you change employers, the old plan can be moved. I don't care if you're 25 years old or 55 years old, doesn't matter. You can move that plan, roll it into your IRA. If you are still working someplace in an active 401k plan, generally most plans allow for you to roll that into an IRA once you've obtained the age of 59 and a half.
1: All right. So the first option would be to leave it where it is. But as you said, you have few options and you just touched on the second one. That's transferring your 401k into an IRA. I understand there are two ways to do that. There's a direct rollover and and maybe a 60-day rollover. What's the difference and why would you want to do one over the other?
2: Well, I would uh, recommend a direct rollover. It's called a trustee to trustee transfer. And so the way you do it, because I always get asked this question, okay, I've got a 401k plan. I want to move it. How do I do that? Do I like, drive down to New York City and go to somebody's office and bring my ID? And- right. <laughs> no, no, it's you don't do that. Every 401k plan has what's called a plan administrator. And that plan administrator is responsible for the transfers and so forth. So they will have a form to fill out, one or two pages. It's not very big. And it ask you, what do you want? And I say, well, I want a direct trustee to trustee transfer from you, the custodian, to my new custodian. It might be your IRA at, say, Fidelity. If you went through us, we'd probably put you at Fidelity set up an IRA account there, and you would say, I want it moved directly into this account at Fidelity, which is my IRA. And no, I don't want any income taxes taken out of it, because it will ask about that, because I don't owe income tax. I'm just transferring from a 401k to my IRA. That's not a taxable event if I do it right. So, that's really easy. And we, we help with the forms. You know, you don't even have to do that. You say, uh, you have to request the forms and get them to us and we'll, we'll help you with that. And that's, that's easy. The 60 day rule you talked about is let's say you didn't do that quite right Mm -hmm. and they sent you a check and you deposited that check. Oops. I wanted to roll this over. I I just made this taxable and I might even own a 10% penalty if I'm not the right age, Mm -hmm. uh, 55. And so you go, I, I don't want that. Well, you should have 60 days. There's always exceptions to every rule. So don't take anything I say on the radio as, well, that's the definitive answer. There's always exceptions. But you should have up to 60 days to get that into your IRA. So you wouldn't do that on purpose. You would have a plan to do it, but sometimes checks are issued and you have a a chance to rectify that within 60 days.
1: We're talking with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial and CPAs about what to do with your 401k when you retire. Next one is you can simply withdraw a lump sum from your 401k may not be the best
2: idea. So why wouldn't you want to do it? And then why would you do it? Well, a 401k plan should be. I mean, you know, what's the point of it? It's a retirement account, and so generally people want to have that money for their lifetime. So if you pull a bunch of money out, of course you don't have that money for your older age. So it kind of defeated the purpose. And so we gotta we gotta consider cash flow planning, retirement planning. Nobody wants to spend too much in their 60s and. And not have anything for their 70s or 80s, unless they know they won't last that long, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it should be part of, of planning. And so, yeah, you might have access to this money and might go, wow, man, I'd really like that money. I'd, I'd like to go on a trip and buy a really nice car and go on a nice vacation. And oh, yeah, though, I put that money away out of every paycheck for 30 years or whatever it is so that I could provide for my own retirement. So generally, people won't be taking a lump sum if there are things you need to. Well, that's another thing I want to talk about is part of this analysis and doing this before you get to retirement is structuring your assets so that in retirement, you don't have a hundred percent of them as potentially taxable qualified assets. Because I'll have people retire and they'll go, well, I want to pay down my mortgage. I want to pay for college. I want to buy some long-term care. I want to go on a trip and buy a car. Great. Let's look at your accounts. Oh, well, you you have a lot of assets here, but all of them are taxable. So what you just told me was $300,000 worth of stuff. And let's say they have a million and a half, but it's all qualified money. Well, we got to pull 300000 into taxable income. That's going to put them into a really high bracket. So it would be nice if some of their money was in what we call non-qualified accounts, meaning taxes is already after-tax money. Uh, taxes have already been paid. Or tax-free accounts like a universal life policy or something like that. Or Roth. Uh, Roths are great. You can pull money out of them tax-free. And so having different kinds of buckets, uh, when we talk about buckets here, but having different kinds of taxation buckets with a 401k plan, you have options as you build it up. You can maybe put some into the 401k deductible piece and some into the Roth piece and build those up over time. You can invest outside of your 401k. And non-qualified money that, that uh, we'd be able to pull out without putting you in a higher bracket, too.
1: We're talking with Brian Evans here of Madrona Financial and CPAs. And, of course, our program is called Growing Your Wealth. Glad you could join us again this week. And I want to continue this conversation in just a moment. But for people listening to the program right now, I want to direct you to our website, which is madronafinancial.com. There you can get your rooted wealth analysis. Have you ever wondered how deep your financial roots are? Are they deep enough to withstand the financial storms we're in right now? and the ones that are bound to come up on the horizon in the future. Well, to find out, all you've got to do, go to madronafinancial.com, click on the Get Started button. You'll answer a few questions there very quickly. You will be connected with an advisor who can tell you whether or not your roots are deep enough. And if they aren't deep enough, they can offer some advice to help you deepen your financial roots. Once again, very simple, madronafinancial.com and click on the Get Started button for your rooted wealth analysis. And while you're there, roll about, oh, I'm going to say two-thirds of the way down to the bottom of the page and request your digital copy of The Seven Steps to a Success. Asphalt Retirement. This is a great book and it is available for you right now. No cost. You can download it digitally at madronafinancial.com. Simply go down to the uh, about two-thirds to the bottom of the page and download it there. And again, it doesn't cost you a thing. Brian, I ran across something very interesting and it mentioned about the stages of life. 1 through 30 and then 30 through 60, 60 through 90. They're no longer calling us who are 60 years of age senior citizens, but we're just in the third part of our lives. And in Another thing that it mentioned was the fact that for people who were your age, my age, that weightlifting can be very beneficial. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you're getting some heavy weights and you're pumping iron like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to do. But just simple weightlifting, just light weights on a regular basis can help fight obesity, increase muscle mass, reduce fat, boost metabolism, improve overall body composition, even reduce risk for developing type 2 diabetes. And beyond that, Brian, it can also have some cognitive benefits, too. It'll help with Alzheimer's and dementia. So there are a lot of reasons to lift weights, not only just to look good, but also to feel good, it'll improve balance and decrease your chances that you're going to fall. So next time you're in a sporting goods store, pick up some weights and uh, get started there. It'll really do your body good. Back to our conversation, Brian, about things to do with your 401k when you retire. We discuss things such as leaving it there, transferring your 401k into an IRA, also simply withdrawing a lump sum from your 401k. Next one I want to discuss is the possibility of converting your 401k into an annuity. What do you think about
2: that strategy, pros and cons? yeah there's a couple ways to do that but before i get there i want to comment on your weightlifting thing i remember this funny story yeah <laughs> i was listening to this reporter uh interview sean alexander oh, he was a running back for the seahawks and they went to their first super bowl mm-hmm. and the guy was just chiseled right big strong chiseled guy and they asked him well how many hours do you spend lifting weights he said none <laughs> oh, come on really you, you lift weights you, you must lift weights no i don't lift weights and they're like, "Come on, Sean, how do you end up looking like Adonis here?" Yeah, I just do push-ups. And they're like, "Really? Yeah. Push-ups? How many push-ups do you do a day?" He goes, "About 2,500. Oh my God! He says, "Yeah, I just drop and do a hundred all, all throughout the day." You know, I used to do karate. I got my black belt and all that stuff. Well, you did a lot of push-ups. Good for your core. Good for your arms. Good for your back. Good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could see that doing it. So even if you don't want to go lift some weights, do some push-ups. <laughs> that would. Get but you. I mean, twenty-five hundred push-ups,
1: and you're dropping don't and do doing that. you know 100 at a hundred at it time, it'd be a lot easier and quicker just to live some weights. So I mean, bless him. But I, I think I'm going to go with some uh, light weights here. But yeah, the weights mm-hmm. can really do your body a lot of good. And uh, it is one of the ways that you can live a lot longer and have a better quality of life is staying in shape. So pick up those weights and get pumping. Okay, Brian, a few minutes that we have left in this segment. Let's start off with talking about converting your 401k into an annuity. Pros and cons.
2: Yeah. So if you're in a 401k, you can start taking money out after age 55. If you're going to do it kind of like an annuity, kind of make your own annuity for at least five years. But that's not really what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is one of the options probably after the break. We'll talk about the investment options you have outside of a 401k that you do not have within a 401k. But one of those options is if you've rolled that money into an IRA, you can, what we will we will talk to you about, and we'll say, well, this money was in a retirement account. It's meant for your retirement. What does retirement mean? Well, I kind of see it like a pension, but I don't have a pension. I have this lump sum amount for my 401k. Well, would you like us to make some of that lump sum look and smell and act like a pension? Well, you, of course I would. And so we can do that through an annuity. An annuity allows us to put a sum of money uh, with an insurance company with their promise to pay either a flat or an increasing lifetime cash flow, even second to die, that can't run out no matter how long when you live. That sounds like a really awesome pension to me. And so a lot of people go, well, that's exactly what I want. So because it's a retirement account, doesn't it make sense to match the objective to the product that you would have? Cause most people in retirement don't want to have all of their money at risk. You know, they don't want to have it all in the NASDAQ and see it lose, you know, 30% a year or, you know, it goes up too, but you know, just that risk factor. We don't know what the future holds. So they want some of their money guaranteed, and guaranteed lifetime cash flow second to die sounds really good to these people when they can convert some of their retirement account into an annuity.
1: So, Ryan, when considering what to do with your 401k, you talked about investment options. What's wrong with a
2: 60-40 split? Yeah, most advisors in the country I've seen, most companies, especially large ones, uh, generally recommend like a 60-40 stock bond split. And that didn't work in 2022. As I mentioned earlier, that all of the classifications within that lost double digits in 2022. And so that's why I say, gosh, the options available in an IRA are so much bigger. Certainly some of the options, uh, because in a 401k plan, you just have whatever they give you. Then, like I said, maybe 20 different options. They don't offer individual stocks. Maybe you want that. They don't offer maybe sector funds. You want certain sectors in your portfolio. You say, I want oil and gas, or I want clean energy, or whatever it is. You can only get them through an IRA. You won't be able to generally get them through your 401k plan. The lifetime cash flow annuity I just mentioned, you can't get that. That's not an option in your 401k. Maybe you want some accumulation products that are safe, whether it's T-bills, CDs, fixed annuities, or fixed indexed annuities, which offer the highest upside of that group. Maybe you want some of your money in that. Well, you have to do that through the IRA transfer first. There's other investments out there, structured notes, interval funds, private non-traded equity REITs, private non-traded debt REITs. There's a lot of investments out there that we use, a lot of tools that we use for our clients through their IRA accounts that are not available in your 401k plan, so just having those limited options, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy in my in my head here. Uh, the the IRA is like going to Costco. You got a lot of choices, a lot Great. of different things there. The uh, 401k might be like going to the the store in, in Russia. You, know, you got 12 things on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. I don't need size 13 boots. Right. I don't even want them. Well, that's what we have today. <laughs> it's not that bad, but you get my my point. It, having more options rather than less options, I think is a good thing. Now, if you say, no, the 60-40 stock bond split is fine with me, well, then you can leave it where it's at. But I just want to talk about some of the investment options that are available in an IRA that are not available through your 401k.
1: And Brian, a lot of companies will give you some help with what to do with your 401k when you retire. But many times it's an advisor who may come around once a week, or maybe you can call them if you want. And you mentioned all of these options. This is a difficult decision, one that really requires a lot of planning as to what to do with your 401k. Perfect example of the tools that you will have available to you if you are working with Madrona Financial and CPAs? Do you find that the advisors that your company hooks you up with really are almost, I won't call them one-trick ponies, but they're sort of
2: like that Russian supermarket. They have a few options. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny you say that because my best friend, she, she retired, and, and she went to one of those guys that uh, were assigned to her. And she goes, yeah, he'd been on the job for about a week. He's <laughs> a real young person. And, yeah, he gave me the how uh, you should put it in the 60 stock bond split talk. And, of course, she, she knows better because she listens to my show once in a while. And, and it was like, yeah, that's going to be the case. It's not necessarily a financial planner. They're usually working for an outfit that gets paid a fee to have representatives help you put it in a pretty standard thing. They aren't, you know, there's, again, I talked earlier about the qualitative difference of CPAs versus some versus the others or accountants and bookkeepers whatever. There's huge qualitative differences in the financial advisory space. We all get the license, we can sell the products, but certainly the experience level that a Madrona advisor might bring versus somebody that maybe works at a strip mall advisory firm or, or, you know, they just don't have access to a CPA firm. They don't have access to the solutions we have or the planning and all of that. So understand if you're talking to somebody just because they have the title fiduciary, financial advisor, or, or even CPA do your due diligence. You know, I've hired people that say, I'm a, contract, a licensed bonded contractor. And we get to the end of the job, and you know, yeah, you're a terrible licensed, you're terrible at what you do, but yeah, you were licensed and bonded, okay. But that didn't go well, or sometimes it goes well. There's qualitative differences. So make sure you do your due diligence.
1: Our show is called Growing Your Wealth. We're talking with Brian Evans of Adrona Financial and CPAs here in the greater Seattle area. And we're talking about what to do with your 401k when you retire. Later on in the program, we're going to be talking about how to minimize taxes, but before we go to the break here, I want to remind you once again, madronafinancial.com is the website. We invite you to go there and get your rooted wealth analysis with no cost and no obligations. Find out how deep your financial roots are and whether or not they're deep enough to weather the current financial storms and the ones that are in the forecast for the future and be sure to download your 7 Steps to a Successful Retirement book. You can do it right there. Also, if you want a digital copy of that book and you want to do it through the phone, simply text us, 83 836- 833 that's text radio to eight three three six seven three seventy three seventy three, 673 and you can download your digital copy right there time for a break brian will be right back with more of growing your wealth after this And now here's Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial Services. Here's
2: Brian Evans. As it comes to financial planning, when I'm talking to a husband and wife, really what I'm financial planning for is the one that's going to live longer between the two of them, because certainly we have to consider that uh, it's easy to do short-term financial planning. Uh, It's harder to do long-term financial planning. So long-term financial planning, obviously, is attributable to the person that's going to live longer. And so with that in mind, making sure that uh, the spouse is going to live longer has adequate income is really important in a financial plan. And so some of the things I look at there are when we make pension decisions, for instance, Uh, we have to decide between, let's say you're at Boeing and you say, well, 100% gives me uh, just to me and nothing to my spouse, gives me more money monthly, but (laughs) leaves nothing to my spouse if I die prematurely. And then there's different options from that. So that's something we consider. I find it a a tough case to say, uh, shutting out your spouse if you pass away, but I've seen that done before and I've seen it backfire. I saw that happen in my own family. The healthier person decides, they were going to live longer and they were wrong. And that caused a lot of problems for the spouse that ended up with no pension as a result of that decision. And so uh, that, that also comes into play with annuity decisions that are cash flow for life, making sure you have increasing cash flow for life, doing a social security optimization, making sure that you made a good decision there relative to cash flow for the surviving spouse. So just want to consider that financial planning is really for the person that's going to outlive the person that passed. Passes away prematurely. Even the mightiest
1: of trees can be blown over if they don't have strong enough roots. The same is true with your investment plan. Can your plan withstand a financial storm? Go to MadronaFinancial.com and click on the Get Started button to request your rooted wealth analysis. You can also click on the chat button and ask us anything. We have a searchable library with answers to your questions. Visit MadronaFinancial.com. Looking for safer investments? Wish you had a bond alternative? There are many alternative options out there that you may or may not be familiar with. Each has its own benefits and detriments. Not all products make sense for all investors. That's why it's so important to know what's available to you and then have an open discussion with CPAs and advisors who can help you see the big picture. That's why if you work with Madrona Financial and the team of CPAs and advisors, you'll get the good, the bad, the bad and the ugly of each investment option so you can make the right decision for you and your wealth. Madrona Financial takes its fiduciary responsibility seriously and wants to provide you with as many options as possible that are in your best interest. Consider working with the CPAs and advisors at Madrona Financial and see what you're missing. Go to madronafinancial.com and get started for free today. That's
2: madronafinancial.com. This is Brian Evans from Madrona Financial, and I'm here to tell you that issues with your estate could be a major headache, but can be easily avoided. Call us for a retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA, and we'll discuss your current estate plan. The last thing that you want is your estate to go to the government, a trustee, or to people you don't even know. What about the stress of being executor when you don't know what was desired or where assets are? And in the end, there may not be a whole lot left over, and there's a good chance that it will cause bad blood among your family. What would happen to your assets if your spouse remarries after you pass? What about your kids, their spouses, and your grandkids? You've earned it, saved it, and now it's time to protect it. And we'll make it easy to give you the guidance you need. Call Madrona Financial today for a free retirement readiness and estate plan review. Our number is 844-MADRONA, that's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com.
0: Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial and CPAs at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now back to more Growing Your Wealth. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial and CPAs.
2: In this segment, we're going to be talking about how to minimize taxes in retirement.
1: And Brian, just before we get to that, I want to revisit what to do with your 401k when you retire. You know, you talked about all the options that you have, and there are a lot of options. What are the questions that you need to ask yourself to determine the right option for you?
2: Yeah. One of the things that I, I think the, the biggest thing that people are thinking about when they're retiring, and they have their 401k plan or when they have old 401k assets and so forth is, do I need an advisor? Mm-hmm. Can't I just do it this myself? I can go online, set up an account, and buy the S&P 500. Well, if that's what you want, then yes, absolutely you can. You don't need an advisor for that. And the, the only thing I would point out, though, is financial planning, as we, we use the tool analogy a lot on this show, if all you need is a hammer, go buy a hammer. Right. You don't need somebody to help you with that. But if you need the whole set of tools, you know, then then that's different. And so when I say the set of tools... There's many, many investment options – I'll list them out here off the top of my head – that you are required to have – Investment advisor to go through. And I like to use analogies on this show. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not punitive. It's like, no, you can't have that on your own. It's not like that. It's just that, for instance, let's say that we watch late night TV and it tells us we need to buy all these drugs and we'll feel better, these prescriptions, and we'll tell your doctor about this, you know, and we'll feel better and we'll be able to run and jump and hike and all that good stuff. And we watch those things. Well, what if there weren't any licensing requirements? We could just go to the pharmacy and go, you know, uh, what do you got on that top rack? That looks pretty good. Give me some of those. You know. <laughs> it's not a good idea for anybody to have full access to anything because yeah. as these products get more complex, an analysis needs to be done. And so the SEC or who, and the powers that be determine nobody can have access to them unless they're talking to a licensed financial advisor. Now, not all licensed financial advisors are made the same. I admit that. But some of the uh, investment options, I would say, that do it yourself or with all the knowledge in the world, the smartest guy in the world can't buy. Well, you know, even the people on TV, they're not licensed financial advisors. Kramer. Right. He, Kramer cannot go out and buy a fixed annuity yeah. or a fixed index accumulation or lifetime cash flow annuity. He cannot place his own universal life policy, opportunities zone investment, Delaware statutory trust, private non-traded equity or debt REIT, structured note. He can't even do those things. And he's the guy on TV telling you how to invest. But he's not licensed to have access to those things. You know, he's He's a personality. He used to be licensed, I understand, but he's not anymore. And so the best do-it-yourself investor, I'm not saying he is, but the best do-it-yourself investor does not have access to all the tools in the toolbox. And so if your financial plan involves something more than just growth and liquidity, if it involves access to tax-free investments, tax-deferred investments, if it involves access to investments with really good cash flow or security, then you're kind of shut out of that market to a great deal if you're trying to do it yourself.
1: And going back to your analogy of going into the pharmacy and point, to the things on the top shelf there, because you saw them on TV. I mean, if you take some of these things, you could cause some irreparable damage or you could kill yourself. I mean, the consequences are quite dramatic. And I would think that if you're doing it yourself with your financial plan and investing your 401k money, that the consequences can be quite dramatic and they might be irreversible. Is that about
2: right? Yeah, it's about right. I and mean, it could be either way. I mean, I've had clients say, well, I turned 100000 into $3 million. I put all of my 401k into my company stock and went way up. Great. And then I've had, of course, I've had the other. <laughs> I've had the, yeah, I decided to do it on my own. It was a disaster. right? And when I remember, he came to me and he said, yeah, I think about moving this money to you, but I'm not ready. I, I kind of like investing. I'm like, okay. And so I saw him a year later and he showed me his statement. and said, I'm ready to come over. I said, well, what happened to most of the money? Yeah. I put it all in cannabis stocks. I said, hmm. You know they can't use a, a bank. <laughs> yeah, I learned the hard way. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh gosh. That's unfortunate. Um yeah. And so, you know, the do it yourselfer is at risk. And most people as they enter retirement, which is generally who we're we're working with, the risk thing is something they'd like less of rather than more of. And, you know, you have better access to risk averse products going through a financial advisor than you do without. So that that's just certainly part of that equation. Brian, you mentioned different types of buckets of money. Do you have an example of how that works? Yeah, I remember I, I had, uh, somebody come in and they were talking about, you know, they, they wanted to retire. And I said, Oh, okay. What, tell me your situation. Well, we paid for our kids college. Uh, we have a big mortgage on our house. Uh, we kind of spend what we make and we don't really have money, much money put away a couple hundred thousand in a 401k. And then he, he made this curious comment. He says, but you know, the government doesn't allow us to, Invest any more than the money we put away. I said, Well, what do you mean by that? He said, Well, they max us out, I think, whatever it was, $15,000 a year. That's all we're allowed to invest. Well, no, you, you could max out your 401k. You could invest outside of your 401k in a non qualified account. You can obviously, maybe I'm missing something here, but, and I wasn't. He said, Oh my gosh, I never thought about that. You're right. We could have just invested outside of it. We just, Spent it because we didn't think we we're allowed to. And I I thought that was curious in that maybe a lot of people are saying or thinking to themselves, well, as long as I put 15 grand away in my 401k or 20 grand or whatever the max is for them, and you know, it's been going up, but that that's going to get them there. And for a lot of people, that's not going to get them there. They're going to need more than that. And so that needs to be part of the financial planning aspect also. And the earlier you start that, the better. Jeff, I bet you can answer this. When's the best day to start financial planning?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to say it was yesterday, but being that we can't do it yesterday, I'd start today.
2: (laughs) That's the correct answer, Jeff. Today would be a really good day to start relative to any other choice you have. So uh, we'll just put that one out there.
1: We're talking with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial and CPAs here in the Seattle area. Of course, our program is called Growing Your Wealth. We've been talking about what to do with your 401k when you retire. Once again, I want to point people to the website, madronafinancial.com. Find out what the firm is all about. And if you're interested in deepening your financial roots, again, go there and click on that get started button to find out how deep your financial roots are. And while you're there, go ahead and download our newest book, The Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement, which does include a tax plan. And to that end, Brian, let's talk about how to minimize taxes in retirement. What are some of the main things or actually where do we Start with minimizing taxes in retirement.
2: Yeah, there's a, a lot of different things you can think of here. As I just mentioned, some people will max out, you know, their 401k or or maybe they don't. Maybe they say, "Well, I'm going to put enough to get it in my free match, and with the additional money I want to save, I'm going to put that into something that will minimize my taxes on my cash flow in retirement." In this case, maybe a universal life policy. So, universal life policy as an asset class type investment is something you can put money into when you're younger. And then in your retirement years, you can pull money out of that income tax free. And when you eventually pass away, there'll be some additional life insurance and everything will be income tax free at that point, too. And so that's a very efficient way for those that qualify. You have to have good health, be the right age, and you would fund that during your time. Another option would be the Roth 401k. So if you you have the option at your employer to put money into the Roth side of things, you know, I think back, I wish the Roth was around when I started public accounting. I'll throw it out there. I think the Dow was about 2000. And let's say I had some money. Maybe $10,000 that if I could have put that into the Roth, that would be worth probably 150000 today. But I didn't have that option. So let's say I put it into non Roth at $10,000. I, I was probably in the 15% bracket at the time. So I got $1,500 back from the IRS. Well, if I'd put it into a Roth, if that was available, and it grew to 150. you can take a one fifty out that's taxable, your tax bracket might be, you know, $30,000. So you save $1,500 in year one, but you, you're going to owe them $30,000 down the road. Well, I'd rather not owe that. And so if you didn't save the 1500 up front by putting in the Roth, you maybe save the 30000 down the road in that example. So the Roth can be a great way for tax-free income later in life. So, Brian, it
1: sounds like there are a lot of ways to minimize your taxes before you get to retirement and in retirement.
2: What are some of the other ways that we can minimize our taxes? Yeah, certainly. We talk on the show a lot about people with investment real estate. Part of the life cycle of that generally is is you know you buy it, you put in your sweat equity, you build your little mini empire, and uh, we've seen a lot of appreciation. And then you get to the point where you don't want to be a landlord anymore. It's done its job. It's it's grown in value. You gotta have a lot of equity. The mortgages are paid down, and you want to slow down and not be a, a landlord. As I said. And so, of course, we can do Section 1031 exchange into passive real estate by using the Delaware Statutory Trust. The the DST allows you to defer the income tax. And some of my clients want to defer it until the day that they or their spouse pass away. And they get a step up in basis. And all the income tax and all the gains from day one of their owning their real estate evaporate permanently. For their surviving spouse or their heirs. And so that's a great way to minimize taxes in retirement. Uh, Another aspect of that is, uh, well, what if I pay the tax and reinvest the money? Can I get the same return? Well, maybe, but maybe you're out 23.6% or 23.8% of the value because of the capital gain and Medicare tax you had to pay on that. And so you got to make that up with your new investment. On top of you know everything else, so uh, oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I'll, I'll be missing a lot of money that I'm reinvesting if I pay the tax. Exactly. Uh, another thing about doing deferrals of tax like that is if you don't, uh, you say, "Well, I'm going to pay the tax anyway." It's twenty three point eight, right? Well, actually, it's a little bit higher than that because if you're taking, if you're if you're on Medicare, uh, you're going to have a year where you're going to get your surcharge uh, jacked up quite a bit because you had a high income year. And, uh, capital gains counts towards that. So, you'll go, wow, my social security check just dropped dramatically because I had income the year before last that I paid tax on. Yep. From selling a rental house or something. So, uh, it can have multiple benefits uh, from doing uh, a Delaware statutory trust for your investment real estate.
1: Brian, I think most people know that there, there was the 2017 uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, and those tax cuts are expected to expire in around 2025. Is that a major consideration in uh, planning for taxes here going into retirement, is the fact that those taxes may go up a whole lot after that?
2: Absolutely. Tax planning, as we say on this show, is a multi-year process about considering what the marginal tax rate is and will be for you. And there's a couple of components of that, you know, for you. It will be, you know, what we project your taxable income to be, multiplied by whatever, you know, the Congress sets those tax rates at. So it's absolutely a component. Unfortunately, most people do not have an active long-term income tax plan taking into account variations in taxable income relative to what the marginal tax rate that they will be faced with. And it's a great time, usually when you retire, maybe you're putting off starting your annuity, you're putting off Social Security, uh, you have very low income years. What a great time to capture some capital gains or some ordinary income at the lowest rates and rather than wait until all those kick in. And then you, that same gain, be taxed a higher rate. So certainly tax planning is interwoven with financial planning if done right. But it is a multi-year uh, uh, equation to solve.
1: Our program is called Growing Your Wealth. We're talking with Brian Evans here of Madrona Financial and CPAs. And again, we want you to go to the website, madronafinancial.com. Our conversation today illustrates why it's so important to work with a CPA that also does comprehensive tax planning. It's just one of the seven roots that sustain wealth. So if you want to see how deep your tax planning and other roots are before the next storm hits, go to madronafinancial.com and click on the button that says Get Started. When you do, you'll fill out some basic information, and then the staff at Madrona Financial will be able to schedule your rooted wealth analysis so you can see exactly what needs to be addressed before the next storm hits. Again, very simple, madronafinancial.com. There's a button right there at the top that says, get started. Click on that and see how deep your financial roots are. We also want you to scroll down about three-fourths of the way, two-thirds of the way down the page there, and download your copy of our book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. It's a great book. It is yours entirely free. You can download that digital copy right there. It does cover a life Style plan, a growth plan, a protection plan, a tax plan, a health care plan, gift plan, and a legacy plan. Again, it doesn't cost you a dime. There's so much great information there that could help you prevent a great mistake from happening that could be irreversible. Once again, seven steps to a successful retirement. If you want to request that by phone, you can do that by texting us to 833-673-7373. That's the number. I'll repeat it. 8336737373 text to that number with the word radio in that text and you can download a digital copy right there if you'd like a hard copy sent out to you just say, send me my book, 833 673 get your copy of Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. Brian, I always love these people who are inventing new things for people like you and me. I won't call us senior citizens, but you know, we are people who are, you know, in our 60s and people are always looking to serve people like you and me. I don't think we need this yet, but there is a company called Casana out there and I love what they've done. What if a trip to the bathroom could save your life? Well, Kasana has this thing called the heart seat, and it's a toilet seat that measures blood pressure, blood oxygen, and heart rate. The goal is to spot health concerns before they become major health concerns, and the seat sends the data to a secure dashboard, which enables patients to share their health trends with a primary care physician or cardiologist. Now, when I go to the doctor, Brian, they put a blood pressure cuff on my arm. I don't see how a toilet seat is going to be able to do that. I mean, does it have a cuff on it? I don't know. It's a little suspicious there. So you can accomplish two things when you go to the bathroom, not only doing what you got to do, but also checking your blood pressure and your heart health and sending it off to your doctor. And again, that company is called Casana. If you want to check in with that, C-A-S-A-N-A, it's called the heart seat. Brian, let's get back to our program here about minimizing taxes in retirement. How does the tax bracket that you're in affect how you minimize your taxes in retirement? Yeah,
2: before we get there, I, I just I've never had to come back from a toilet <laughs> seat discussion. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, well, a little, a little I love these
1: these companies. But I mean, man, they're out there really working hard to make our lives easier. And that a company Casana does that. Also, the VR, boy, we're we're really getting off on a tangent here. But we want to get back to our tax conversation here. But virtual reality has come a long way, too. There's another company called Flowly, and you know you can virtually put on a headset, take a walk through San Francisco, take a walk through your favorite forest or streams or anything like that. So we'll keep you updated on these conversations. Yeah, yeah.
2: technology's come a long way. Oh yeah. Every morning I wake up and look at my sleep score and tells me how. Oh yeah. When I was dreaming and and how many hours I slept gives me a score and all that stuff. And it's like and my pulse throughout the night. Uh, Wow. Boy, there's there's a lot there, and and I think all this stuff's really good. So yeah, it's part of the you know the health plan is part of our, our seven steps. So, yeah, exactly. And it, it all ties in to a better life. I guess that's what this show's about, not just financially, but uh in all aspects uh and even beyond with the legacy uh being one of the seven steps. But you were asking about the marginal tax brackets, uh why that matters. It's it's uh again if you're gonna have taxable income you you wanna pay it at the lowest rate, right? So uh if you do it wrong and you bunch it up, and that's the thing about taxes, the higher your your income uh, and all the dollars that you made that year aren't taxed the same. Whenever you make money, you know, for instance, my, when I look at my tax return at the end of the year, some of the dollars I got are taxed at zero percent, mm-hmm. and some at 10, and some at 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, 37. Uh, in a few years that's gonna be even higher. So uh, depending on which dollar, And it's always the last dollar you made that's the highest taxed. And so, if you can shift some of those highest tax dollars into a year where you have a lot of space, uh, because you don't have a very high income, that if you can shift that 37% dollar to a year where it's 12, Maybe do a Roth conversion. That's a way to shift it uh, where you recognize taxable income and you put it into that or, or doing timing of things. Or, or maybe you do a Delaware statutory Trust and you go, well, that my income was low that year. Well, you can take some money out and elect to be taxed on it at a very low rate. So there's a lot of uh, interesting things someone could do, again, with a multi-year, this takes a spreadsheet, but a multi-year laying out of, of what you expect your income to be, what the brackets will be, and trying to, as best you can, I mean, you can't just, you know, if you're making a big wage one year, you can't say, yeah, tax me on some of that next year. That's That's not how it works. But there are a lot of things where we have some decision-making ability over the timing of when we're taxed.
1: We're talking with Brian Evans here of Madrona Financial and CPAs here in our program, Growing Your Wealth. And we're talking about minimizing taxes in retirement. Brian, uh, what are some of the other tax-free strategies that can help us minimize taxes in retirement? For example, what about
2: the sale of your principal residence? How does that work? Yeah, this has been coming up more and more because I have a ton of clients moving. They're moving out of the state of Washington. They were moving to like idaho and and now I find a lot of them are moving maybe to Texas or Tennessee mm. um different states uh, the two I just mentioned uh Florida's is another, another one, yeah Florida's another one more of the East Coast people go there right um but i've got you know I've got clients moving all over the place, but Texas has been more and more uh, as I mentioned, and, and a lot of people are, again, are moving to Tennessee, but Idaho is still on the list. Nevada, there's other states I see people moving. So the question comes up, and, and it's interesting because it didn't used to come up. It used to be years ago when the exemption was $500,000 for a married couple. The first $500,000 of gain from sale of your residence is tax free. And so I'd say, well, how much is your house worth? They'd say, you know, 510 I say, okay, we don't have to worry about that. And so we never really worried about it. Now, how much is your house worth? Well, a million five. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, what'd you pay for it? 200. Oh, okay, we got an issue here. And so what I've seen a lot of people and what I've really had a lot of conversations about is, well, we're just not going to sell it and we're going to keep it as a rental. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you have a ticking time bomb there. Because whatever your gain is, had you sold it in the first three years, you could claim up to $500,000 tax-free exemption on the sale of your principal residence when you sell it. And that's a, that's a lot of money. You know, if you're in the call 20% capital gains bracket, uh, then 100 grand plus, uh, the Medicare surcharge. If that, that hits you, that, that savings also. And so if you rent it out though for three years in a day, you no longer qualify for that five hundred thousand dollar exclusion, and that's a very expensive lesson to learn. Well, yeah, but we got the rental income. We got two thousand a month for for three years. I mean, great. You got seventy two thousand dollars. You you had to put up with all this stuff, do all the repairs, and pay all the you know, insurance and taxes and repairs. You got seventy two thousand, and as a reward, you lost a hundred thousand dollars in income tax <laughs> savings, and so not worth it. And so do consider that if you're considering moving to another state or downsizing a house. uh, A lot of people in retirement want to do that, too. The sale of your principal residence can be Kind of an important thing. You want to get that right. If there is an exemption to get, an exclusion to get, uh, make sure that you've done the steps right so that you can get that and you don't make a mistake and, and lose that for some reason.
1: We're talking with Brian Evans here of Madrona Financial and CPAs. Our program, of course, is called Growing Your Wealth. And we've been talking about what to do with your 401k when you retire and what you can do to minimize taxes before you retire. You know, Henry David Thoreau said, wealth is the ability to fully experience life. So we want you to experience life to its fullest by maximizing your wealth. And one of the ways that you can do that is by going to our website, MadronaFinancial.com, and clicking on your rooted wealth analysis. That will have a great effect on how your wealth is grown and maximizing your wealth. It's a very quick quiz there, and you can check how deep your financial roots are if they aren't deep enough. One of our advisors will help you deepen your financial roots. Again, it's just no cost, no obligation for any of this. It only takes a couple of minutes to do this. MadronaFinancial.com. Click on the Get Started button, and while you're there, download our latest book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. It's very simple. It's about two-thirds of the way down the page. Simply click download, you'll get your book. And if you want to do it with your phone, you can text radio to 833-673-7373. That's radio to 833 673 to download your free copy of Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. Brian, so much to talk about, so little time. We are out of time for this week. I want to thank you for your time. But most of all, I want to thank our fine listeners for joining us again this week. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth.
0: No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth show should constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans and Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of madrona financial services past performance is not a guarantee of future results investors cannot invest directly into indexes no investment strategy including asset allocation and diversification guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes
1: Would you be upset if you discovered your financial professional couldn't tell you everything you'd like to have known when making financial decisions? It happens more often than you might expect. The license your financial professional holds can affect the information you're given. Many have the licenses needed to talk about investments, but very few are CPAs and can provide you with tax advice. Without being able to talk about the tax consequences, it can become difficult to see the full weight of a financial decision. That's why it's so important to find a team of CPAs and advisors that work together to give you comprehensive advice. That's why the CPAs and advisors at Madrona Financial are making a significant difference among those who want comprehensive financial planning. If the financial advice you need involves taxes, consider working with the CPAs and advisors at Madrona Financial and see what you're missing. Go to MadronaFinancial.com and get started for free today. That's
2: MadronaFinancial.com. If you could go back in time and give yourself advice, what would it be? The benefit of experience can be powerful. How might insight from your future self be helpful today and tomorrow? You're at a pivotal point where sound advice and action could make a big difference. If you're unsure about how your investments will carry you through retirement, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA. You'll receive a no-obligation retirement readiness review, including a review of your current plan, a tax analysis fee structure analysis, and estate plan review. You'll be guided by a team of fiduciaries whose only goal is to serve you and your best interest. Taking no action or the wrong action could cost you thousands. Make a difference in your future today and call Madrona Financial Services for a no-obligation review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. And
1: now, here's Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial
2: Services. Here's Brian Evans. As it comes to financial planning, when I'm talking to a husband and wife, really what I'm financial planning for is the one that's going to live longer between the two of them, because certainly we have to consider that uh, it's easy to do short-term financial planning. Uh, it's harder to do long-term financial planning. So long-term financial planning, obviously, is attributable to the person that's going to live longer. And so with that in mind, making sure that uh, the spouse that's going to, Live longer has adequate income, is really important in a financial plan and so some of the things I look at there are when we make pension decisions for instance Uh, we have to decide between let's say you're at Boeing and you say well 100% gives me uh, just to me and nothing to my spouse gives me more money monthly but (laughs) leaves nothing to my spouse if I die prematurely and then there's different options from that so that's something we consider I find it a a tough case to say uh, shutting out your spouse if you pass away but I've seen that done before and I've seen it backfire I saw that happen in my own family The healthier person decides they were going to live longer and they were wrong. And that caused a lot of problems for the spouse that ended up with no pension as a result of that decision. And so uh, that, that also comes into play with annuity decisions that are cash flow for life, making sure you have increasing cash flow for life, doing a social security optimization, making sure that you made a good decision there relative to cash flow for the surviving spouse. So just want to consider that financial planning is really for the person that's going to outlive the person that passes away prematurely. Even the mightiest of trees
1: can be blown over if they don't have strong enough roots. The same is true with your investment plan. Can your plan withstand a financial storm? Go to MadronaFinancial.com and click on the Get Started button to request your rooted wealth analysis. You can also click on the chat button and ask us anything. We have a searchable library with answers to your questions. Visit MadronaFinancial.com.